right, and here we go again. This is Alan Ramsey sitting in for Kim Edward Radio. Uh, Kim Wade, I'm sorry. <laughs> Kim Wade, Radio Strongman here at uh, WYAB 103.9 FM. We are broadcasting today from the Mack Hike Flowood Studios. And uh, if you need a, a good vehicle, go see Mack Hike. Mike will take good care, Mac will take good care of you. Flowood, Gluckstadt, uh, Mac is all around. Well, folks, Kim didn't leave me with any instructions today, and there's so many things to talk about. Uh, and I love Kim Wade listeners because they're very vocal. So any of you who are out there who uh, want to call in today, I'll go ahead and open the lines up here immediately. I hope I have a couple of special call-in guests uh, as we go along. Uh, some folks I've talked to today who I've encouraged to give us a call and uh, tell us what's on their mind, what message they want to get out. But, you know, with elections just behind us, um, we're all, I think, trying to absorb what happened. The red wave, no, a red wave did not materialize. But as Kevin McCarthy, who I really don't care for, did point out, you know, the gavel is the gavel. Whether you have one vote more or 100 votes more, you get the gavel. And with that gavel, the Republican Party in the House of Representatives stand becomes in a position to begin to mitigate and maybe slow down, even stop some of the hemorrhaging that has been going on for almost two years under this Biden administration fiasco. Uh, I'm not going to get into all the little things that we all know them by heart. It would be like singing a song with the, with the choir. We all know the words to, to this song that's been happening. But the good news is we got the House, and the Senate is still within our grasp. Adam Lexalt out in Nevada looks like he's winning his. They don't seem to want to call it, but doesn't look like um, the his opponent can come from the behind. Uh, there are not enough votes left to count. Out in Arizona, there's still a lot of things up in the air in Maricopa County, which continues to be the center of the election fraud world. I'm not saying they're the only place that shenanigans have been going on the last few days, but certainly nothing's slowed down in Arizona. The the, uh, the Democrats out there are using every dirty trick they've got to try to delay the results of the election and throw the whole system into turmoil. Uh, over in Georgia, you know, Herschel and Raphael, looks like they're going to do a runoff, which is great. If uh, history serves us well, uh, this is going to be Herschel's election to the Senate. Uh, I hope so. And if I bet any money, and I'm sure I will bet a little bit uh, in the t- in the form of sending it to the candidate, I'm going to bet my money on Herschel. Uh, you know, here locally, uh, we we kind of knew what was coming, and we kind of uh, it uh, kind of materialized uh, as as had predicted, with one exception. You know, Benny, uh, this uh, Thompson and Flowers race was a lot closer than people would have imagined, relatively speaking. It was basically a 60-40 split. You know, 40% against the incumbent Benny Thompson in the 2nd District isn't a bad showing. On the other side of that, Benny really didn't campaign. Benny didn't get out there. Benny didn't, kind of like Clinton Lesore those many years ago, Benny didn't realize he had somebody who was really trying to challenge him 
And um, I think until just the last few weeks, we saw very little out of the Thompson campaign. You know, had Benny come in and cranked up the machine, start pouring the money into it like uh, like smack into a junkie, um, it would have probably turned out uh, oh just about as many votes as uh, he got in the general election because uh, you know they just they know how many votes they need and that's how many they put up on the board. So uh, I'm sure a couple of callers today may, may want to call in and talk about. The election, some of the interesting going ons here in Hines County, where 21 precincts mysteriously weren't reporting, and then all of a sudden, there they were. Oh, we had them after all. But I don't know enough of the detail to defend one side or the other on that. But uh, when I first heard about it, uh, whoever was telling me, I said, And you're surprised why? That there were shenanigans in Hines County? Uh, are things that didn't work right. Uh, you know, this is not just to be expected. It is the accepted uh, scenario in every second district el- election. Now, I do know that there are people out there and even groups of people who are beginning to turn their eye closely to the second district uh, to determine whether or not uh, the second district can be taken back from Benny's hands, from the Democrats' hands, I, for one, believe it can. Many people uh, would say it couldn't, but believe me, there is a path to victory for the right candidate in the 2nd District, and I'm hoping that between now and 2024 that path will be paved and that candidate will walk that path to ultimate victory, uh, conservative victory in the 2nd District. So, callers, if you've got some comments on that, please call in. Uh, So elections, elections, elections. If you want to talk elections, you know, give me a call and we'll do it. If not, so many other things going on in our country that are still going on. We can't lose sight of this fiasco we've got at the border, pouring over our border. It hasn't slowed down. And now it will probably pick up again, if that's possible, that it could even pick up even more. But the Biden administration kind of seems to be taking this narrow House defeat as uh, more or less a mandate of its policies uh, that that people like what the Biden administration is doing. Even though exit polling shows 80 percent of them are dissatisfied with the economy, you know, by the same token, um, it was a 50 50 election for the most part. Uh, It's hard to reconcile some of this conflicting information. How do how do people like John Fetterman now? If we're going to talk about a race, there's a race I'm sure many of you have uh, comments on. Lord knows I do. You know, did the people who voted for John Fetterman never see him? Was that what it was? Did they not hear him in a debate? Did they not go to a rally? Did they not see both the visual and hear the policies of and hear the inability of the candidate because of his his very, you know, uh, lamentable medical problems. But here's a candidate who can't function normally, and yet the people of Pennsylvania honestly elected him to the U.S. Senate over Dr. Oz. Uh, that's just, you know, it it blows my mind. It's I try to get into the minds of the people who 
apparently voted for Fetterman to say what motivates them. What this wasn't was it uh, was it about Trump? I don't think it was about Trump. It should have been about Pennsylvania. It should have been about who was the best candidate, Oz or Fetterman. But so how does this happen? You know, do do I believe that the voting irregularities, i.e. voter fraud, that has been going on so heavily in Pennsylvania for so many years, was miraculously absent this election? No, I don't believe that at all. And maybe we're going to be seeing uh, stirrings of that over the next few days. I'm sure there are plenty of people in Pennsylvania right now who are digging in deep, um, documenting documenting the abuses, documenting the irregularities, knowing that to come out without that documentation and evidence is always, uh, I don't want to say suicidal, but it certainly puts you in the hot seat. Uh, you know, Rudy Giuliani two years ago uh, presented a truck driver who drove down 250,000 ballots from New York to Pennsylvania, and then they disappeared into a warehouse, and nobody knows to this day uh, will say where they went. You know, are those kind of things still happening? I would dare say they are. Uh, I have to believe that that's the only way that a John Fetterman could get elected. Because if not, I'm going to have to drive around the state of Pennsylvania. I can, I'm can. i not going to risk going through a state that, that got that many people who think that weirdly, queerly, uh, stupidly. Uh, I mean, that's just an abundance of ignorance and uh, to... To, to vote for a candidate like Fetterman, who cannot even perform the duties of the office that he's been elected to. So I'm hoping the last hasn't been uh, said about the Pennsylvania elections. Let's see. Let's give it a few days. The red wave, again, didn't materialize. But Mr. Trump, hey, Mr. Trump did great. I know Mr. Trump had at least 176 of his endorsed candidates who won. Sure, he lost some, but that's a. If you look at the ones he endorsed, and I think the numbers up there in the low two hundreds, and then you look at 176 of those already having been reported as one, and with a few more to be added, you know he's going to have a, a a batting average that's that would be the envy of anybody who's up at the plate, uh, anybody who's promoting candidates. You know, he will have an 80 to 90 percent. Uh, Positive, you know, positive rate on his candidates being elected. You know, this was this was a great bunch of candidates. This narrative that oh, well, it was all because a bunch of Trump-endorsed unqualified candidates ran, and the people, you know, recognized they weren't qualified, and that's why they didn't win. No, folks. You know, the rallies many of these candidates were having were turning out thousands of people, where their opponents were turning out a couple of dozen. So you know there's more to it than meets the eye. You know, am I election denier? Yes, I am. I deny that the Democrats won the 2020 election, and I'm convinced of it. I'm sure of it. I've seen so much evidence that it's overwhelming. I don't need any more, although I guess there's plenty more to see. Uh, I Did this happen again in 2022? Well, to think that all of a sudden whatever ills we had in 2020 mysteriously disappeared, I don't think so. You know, Arizona, 30% of the tabulators, these are the machines that went into the field to count the votes, were not working when they cranked them up. They couldn't get them to communicate with the printer. 
because they had not tested them before they put them in the polling places. I mean, this is incompetence at, at the ultimate level. You've got elected people and election commissions who have nothing. Their whole job is to get ready for the next election, have things ready to go, make it quick, make it clean, make it safe, make it fair. And for these kind of things to keep happening is, you know, it's not a coincidence. So take it as you will. If you want to talk about it, I'd love to have you call in and, uh, you know, weigh in on this. And let me know, how do you feel? So we'll go to break, give our advertisers a couple of minutes to uh, tune in to what they're up to, and then we'll be back. Show here in the Mac. Hike uh, WYAB 1039 Studios in Flora, Mississippi. This is Alan Ramsey sitting in for Kim. And we've got Jim on the line. Jim, sorry we lost you there a minute ago. What's on your mind, my friend? Hello? Jim, you there? I am. All right. Um, talk to me. What's on your mind this afternoon? Politics or pleasure? Happy Veterans Day for everybody. Happy Veterans Day, and I must apologize for not having already mentioned that. And uh, that's all yeah, right, dude. I, I, I mean, I, I, I called for Kim, but that's all right. If you're on the show, that's fine. Oh yeah, no, that's good. And you know, let I, me tell you what I've been doing today. Go ahead. I've been sitting in my yard. I've been sitting with my flag, and I've been waving at my neighbors. Wow. Yeah, I know. And I what kind of response camping. have you gotten from the neighbors? I have gotten a good response. I bet you would, man. I bet you would. Hey, what what and, part of the and area? I wanted to share that. I mean, I wanted everybody to know in Ray Didio land, saying it like Emily. <laughs> so uh, that I am Jim, and I did this. Well, Jim, I am I glad did you did that. In and honor I wish of more people would your do your radio show. W-Y-A-B. Okay, well, I will hope that uh, Kim Wade is listening to those kind words. What is your name again? I'm Alan Ramsey, and I sit Alan. in. Yep, I sit okay. in for Kim from time to time, and uh, you know, it just happened to be one of those times. Veterans Day, yeah, you know, I saw a couple of vets during the course of my day, and as I always do, I, just, I thank them for their service. You know, I do that anytime I, I recognize too, a person. Was that's right. Happy Devil Dog Day because it was Marine Corps' birthday. That's right. You know, I, I watch for little lapel pins or a telltale hat or anything that indicates someone was a veteran. And I've just made a habit in my everyday life of uh, thanking them for their service, you know, or maybe picking up their lunch tab uh, if I see them in the diner or just doing something to say, hey, guys, we appreciate what you did and what others in your position continue to do for us. Uh, I appreciate that. So, And so, Jim, uh, hey, thanks for the call in. Thanks for reminding yes, folks of what I hope none of the listeners of YAB forgot. I think probably yes, every one of them knows what day this is. Yes, sir. All right, yes, brother. Sir. Have a good day. So, um, yeah. Jim's comments are dead on there, folks. You know, this is Veterans Day, and uh, I'm ashamed that I didn't start off the program with acknowledging that. Uh, I've you know, noted it everywhere all day, uh, in closed courthouses and office buildings, and uh, if it's not obvious to you, it should be. And look at Jim sitting out there with his flag in his front yard, waving at people, and uh, I bet they're giving him a hell of a good response. 
Um, I'm sorry, I didn't think of something like that. All right, Rick, I see you've been holding patiently, my friend. Uh, sorry, I didn't think of something. Appreciate that. Uh, right. Tell us what's on your mind. Yep. Hey, Rick. Rick, you still I, with us? I got you. I got you. I'm here. There you go. Welcome to the Kim Wade Show. And uh, what you want to talk about? Well, I'm just curious about some of your comments earlier. Um, I told my wife, I said, when I watched them steal the election from Donald Trump, and then I campaigned for Michael Cassidy, and he nearly won the, the primary. Michael Guest never even – there was a possibility he was not even going to be the representative by a narrowest of margins. And when the final election came out, the runoff, and my mailbox is slammed full of flyers and negative things about Cassidy, and all of a sudden Guest just wipes the floor with him like he never even had any support at all. I'm going to be honest with you. I could not wait to the day I turned 18 to vote. I stayed at home. To, yeah, this this stuff is done. And there are no more elections. They are pushing buttons, putting people in place. Michael Guest is in office because Pelosi or whoever's pulling the levers wants them there. Now, said, done. What do we do? Is what? there anything we can do? I don't think we have anything we can do between the combination of pacifism, people who just don't care, and the people that are running this thing, dude, we're done. Well, Rick, it's easy to feel that way, and I can't say there are not times that I doubt my sanity when I'm out there in the middle of the fight. But I know the fight is worth it. I know the fight isn't over till it's over. I believe that uh, the people of this country are waking up to understand how crooked these elections are. I don't think we have a lack of people to be the majority, but we've got a system right now that won't allow that majority to step out there. In other words, it is so crooked that uh, they pick and choose the races, they manipulate the results, and then they spin the narrative to uh, fit the results. So it's disgusting. But what do you, I mean, you know, you're not suggesting that we give up, are you? I mean, here's the deal. You've got to play a football game, a baseball game. The umpires are played off, paid off, and then the guys that are playing on the team that's supposed to win are paid off. That's right. Uh, why play? Well, hey, what, you, what, it, what it forces you to do is play such a good game that even their cheating can't overwhelm yeah, your, well, the score, you know? For you. And it's, it's a difficult one, man, and it's easy to be discouraged. I know there are a lot of people out there with their tail between their legs right now and uh, a lot of pundits who are predicting a red wave, but, you know. Uh, well, regardless of what you predicted, it's, 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 it is absolutely unbelievable that the majority of the people in this country are pro-transgender, pro-homosexual, pro uh, uh, battery-powered cars, wind turbines, and solar panels, and then and then allowing men to compete in girls' cars. You can't tell me the majority of the people support that. Listen, it's hard to reconcile, but I'm going to disagree with you. The majority of the people in this country don't feel this way. But when that majority comes out and votes, as it's been, the system is so crooked that we can't get our votes through the system to elect the people that we that we need to elect in there. 
I mean, this is a rigged game, and it's a oh, com- no doubt, it's no a doubt. communist game. This looks like China. This looks like Venezuela. It looks like Cuba. The, it's not. not. It's not a matter of the majority of the people not wanting to change. It's a matter of these these people who control the system not allowing a change to happen, and they've become increasingly willing to do anything they need to to keep their power. Anything. Well, well, all I can say is, Lord, come on, because it's time. Well, all I can say is we got to keep fighting. You can't win a battle that you don't stay in. And if you sit down, then you know you've lost. You don't even have a chance that it could turn and go your way. So hang in there, brother. Keep fighting right, brother. the fight and, uh, you know, bring bring people to the party with you. That's what's important. So, you know, folks, um, Rick's echoing a sentiment that I've heard so much of the last two or three days, you know, that uh, you just can't beat them. Yes, you can, and it's happening in different places. Trump endorsed candidates, one in 176 places, and that was as of my last reading early this morning, and maybe there have been some other races decided. You know, no, we didn't have this overwhelming 40, 50-vote majority in the House, but we have the gavel. I say we. The Republican Party has the gavel. What will it do with it? And what you need to do, what your duty as a citizen is, and what you can do to impact it, is pick up your phone and call your congressman and tell him what you want him to do every time an issue comes up. It's your, it's people's lack of speaking their mind to their elected representatives that lets their elected representatives, uh, you know, decide that, well, maybe they must be doing okay because they're not hearing from their constituents. We the people, this is our government, not theirs. But as long as you, if you don't participate, it becomes theirs. And participation is more than just casting a vote on election day. That's kind of the culmination of the activity. That's not the whole activity. The activity is getting involved, getting your neighbors, your family, your church, your civic group, your motorcycle club, your car club, your golf team, whoever you you caucus with in life. Getting those people on board with you and changing minds, changing hearts, and understanding that uh, you're not alone. You're in the majority. Don't you know that from walking around every day? How many people listening to this broadcast run into more Democrats who are against the things you believe in every day than run into people who believe what you believe every day? I can't believe uh, anyone would call in and say that they run into more people who want things to be like they are, who want high crime, a terrible economy, an open border failed foreign policies. Are there people out there who want that? No, of course not. But when we get to the ballot box, not only is the ballot box rigged, but so many people go in there uninformed, have no idea what they're voting for. Many times they they don't know the who they're voting for. They're just looking for an R or a D beside their name. And that's no way for anybody to vote, conservative or liberal. You should know your candidates, you should know their issues, and you should support them with your vote because they deserve your vote. So, um, you know, get out there and get involved. Now, uh, hey, Mobile Bob, I see you've been hanging on patiently out there. been a long time since we talked. How you doing, man? Hey, man. Hey. Uh, 
I definitely understand the uh, the sentiment of the last caller. I mean, like you said, it's. I mean, a lot of people feel that way. But the uh, the out the outcome of you know not of giving up is they win, and then they their agenda goes unfettered. That's right. Uh, yeah, we can't allow that either. No. And like you said, the our only our biggest hope is to overwhelm their cheating. Like Trump, Trump has done it. He did it. Yeah. Uh, he almost did it again too. That's why they had to resort to uh, to, to options never before seen in, in elections <laughs> to stop him. Gosh, <laughs> but uh, they will they I will mean, do you know, they will do anything, Bob. Anything, yeah, really. <laughs> you know? Yeah, shut down polling places. Oh, there's a flood somewhere. <laughs> oh, well, you know, uh, I don't know if you followed the Flowers Thompson race, but uh, you know, for a day or so, they had lost all the the reporting from 21 precincts over here in Hines County. And all of those precincts just happened to be right there in Benny's uh, personal neighborhood of Bolton and surrounding areas. But they mysteriously found them uh, 24 hours later, and so they're all safely reported now. But uh, these are the kind of things that make us all distrust the system and make us want to hold the people in those systems accountable for virtual incompetence, breaking the law, incompetence, all the above. Um, And then you add the cheating to that, and it really gets to be a mess. And Arizona is turning, I mean, it's just a basket case of of election cycle. No, but I've been listening to other pundits. Like you said, they... They slowed this down on purpose in the, in Arizona and in Nevada because I they counted the votes like Florida, which is three times less larger, and Texas, which is three times larger than Arizona or Tech or Nevada. They would have been it would have been an obvious it would have been a lot harder not to call it you know a decent night a really good night for Republicans, and that's why they they slowed this down to build narratives against Trump. Uh, look at Trump. Then look at Trump. He, uh, those supporters, he, uh, Trump, they, they're not any good. We need to dump Trump. Whereas if you had called Arizona and Nevada, as it looks like they're going to have to for the Republicans, then they would have already taken over the Senate with, you know, with, they were hurt, waiting for Herschel Walker and the, and one in uh, Arizona. And that, then they would have been forced to talk about the Republicans taking over, and they won. And largely because of Trump and his efforts. Absolutely. So he's trying to, uh, to get the narrative against Trump. They're slow calling these votes on purpose. Well, you know, and it's a disgrace that the person, the lady who ran against Kerry Lake, is the one counting the votes right now. Oh, uh, that just that, that flies in the face of reason. Just uh, the conflicts of interest are, are so obvious. It just how can that, you know, others would ask. I don't ask the question anymore. How can that happen? I understand how that happens. And what I want to do is fight against that being able to happen. And the only way we can do that is by going on the offense, not remaining on the defense. Now, you know, um, this Florida race, it was so interesting to me, not because DeSantis won by these overwhelming 15 and 20 percent margins down there. Why? Why? Now, this is a state where he barely squeaked by barely mm-hmm. squeaked by against Andrew Gollum, whatever his name was, a few years ago. Well, why? But I can tell you why, because he's come in. He's fired election people and yes. clerks, and he's cleaned up the elections. And the results yes. of the election in Florida would mirror the results of the election everywhere else in so many states around the country if only those states would take the same kind of actions that DeSantis has taken. I, I know where the majority of people are. 
I believe, right. just from traveling and talking to people. Nobody wants what we have except the people who are in power and whose livelihoods depend on staying in power. It's, uh, and they believe that Kara Lake would do the same thing for Arizona, which is why they're fighting tooth and nail to oh, stop tooth her. And nail, tooth and nail. Tooth and nail. Same thing. I, just, I, I, don't, Arizona, I don't think they can stop her, but uh, the fat lady ain't sung yet. Uh, but Kara Lake, she's got my hopes and my prayers and those of many Americans uh, with her right now. There's a lot riding on Arizona. Well, look, Bob, let's go let these right, advertisers man. get a word in edgewise. And um, always great to talk to you, my friend. Catch you later. Bye-bye. All right, and back once again to the Kim Wade Show here on WYAB 103.9 FM. We're broadcasting from the Mack Hike uh, Broadcast Studios here in Flora, Mississippi, on this Mississippi Friday afternoon. Gosh, uh, as dark as it gets this early, Cliff, uh, I can almost say this Friday night. Uh, you know, I, I just don't get used to this time change, the way they throw it at us. It throws everybody's rhythms out. It yeah. uh, takes a while to get caught up. But, uh, again, Alan Ramsey sitting in for Kim Wade. Had some great callers so far. I know there are a lot more out there. Hey, Mark, I see you're hanging on out there. What's on your mind today, Mark? Hey, Mark, I see you're hanging on out there. What's on your mind today, Mark? Hey, Mark, uh, your radio's in the background there. You need to cut it off so we can uh, talk a little better. How's that? You got me? There you go. Sound, sounds like you're on the road. Yeah, I had the wrong button. You know how that goes. But, you know, we worried about the election being stolen. What we did, I believe, wrong, we came out, we said, oh, inflation, crime, and came out with the, with the talking points about what, you know, everybody was concerned with, schools, but I heard no one come up with a solution while they were saying that. It was the same old politics. Oh, yes, we're against this, we're for this, we're going to do this, but no one came out with a plan that said, this is what we're going to do. You know, that's where I think the Republicans failed. That's where I think we missed our red wave was because they did come out and, and explain what the plan was to fix it. And you heard, oh, this is what we're going to do in, in the mm-hmm. House. And the, but you didn't hear these local ones come out and come out with a plan. And I think that's where we really messed up. That is certainly one of the many places they mess up in almost every election. Uh, you know, I remember Mr. Trump, when he was running both times, he made a list of things that he was going to do. And when he went into office... He got an overwhelming number of them accomplished because he'd made a promise and he kept it. But you're right. These guys, too many of them, don't have a plan. They've got an intention, but without any planning behind it. So, Well, we have, we have, the, we have the, the Republican Party, the, the grand plan, you know, what they're going to do grand, you know, for everything. But what are they, you know, when we got down to the local, what are you going to do to fix what's happening to us? That's right. That's you know, right. This is, this is right here. I haven't heard anybody say, what are we going to do about inflation? How are we going to get it to come down? What are we going to do? You can't keep raising interest rates up. You've got to make it impossible for anybody to make them to live. You yeah. know? You can only go so high on interest rates until it's just going to collapse the economy. Well, 
I hope. Uh, I hope everything, it, everything is based on interest rates. I don't care if it's borrowed money or not borrowed money. It's still going to be affected by the interest we, we all see what's happening in the housing market as a result of these 7 8% mortgages people are looking at. Exactly. So, and I'm, and I'm, I'm, in the, I'm in that end of the business. I'm, I'm in the building business. And, and the problem is now the people that are still building are the ones that already have gotten their money. That's right. And, yeah, but what's coming down the pipe, what these people get through, what's coming down the pipe, you're looking at almost, well, over double what they would have paid last year. And houses, you know, a medium-sized house, you might as well say $300,000, that's just buying you a pair, you know. It adds, it adds $500 to $1,000 a month to a note sometime. A month, to yeah. your note, not counting your insurance, you know. Yeah. The insurance is going to go up, you yeah. know. It's, right. it's a catch it's a it. They're trying to, to pinch it between the rock and the hard place. And there's That's a lot of talk about needing to do something, but as you say, no real plans being put forth by all too many candidates on both sides. They just platitudes, not action plans. And it's uh, you know, I worked for a guy one time. I was going to do a job for a guy one time, and uh, he said, kept telling me, "Well, such and such said this, and such and such told me this." Such as this, I told me this. I said, "Wait a minute!" I said, "I can tell you anything. I can tell you the sky, the sky is green and the grass is blue, but that don't make it the truth." Yeah. So what I'm going to tell you is the truth. Now, if you want to believe it, that's up to you. And I think that's where we are now. I think we're at. People have got to start looking at what the truth is because they're, they're trying to shadow it on both sides. Really, you know, it's, it's on both sides. Well, the reality of the truth is coming home to roost right now, and I'm. Sure that there are many people who hadn't paid that much attention who, as their 401ks have crashed, and as you say, mortgage rates, grocery, gas, electricity, everything's skyrocketing. The real, the effective interest rate or the effective inflation rate is way above the government uh, promoted 8% or so. Ask anybody what it's costing them to live these days. Anytime you have the ability to print your own money and make your own policy, about that money, that's when you're in trouble. That's when you're in trouble. All right. Well, listen, man, thanks for the call. I Keep the faith. Hey, man, anytime. Folks, these are the frustrations. We're all going through them. You know, we've got politicians of all parties and all ilk. You know, they're they're talking about, yeah, what a, you know, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to fix things. Well, what are you going to fix? Well, I don't know, but I'm going to fix things. I know what's right and what's wrong. Well, what's right and what's wrong? Well, then, well, you know, this is mostly wrong, uh, but maybe there is a little right. They start waffling and equivocating and backing up. They don't want to make a promise because they're so afraid they can't keep their promise, and if they don't keep their promise, then they're afraid if they are lucky enough to get elected, they won't get elected the next time because they didn't keep their promise. I mean, it's uh, this is a game of chicken, you might say. Uh, who's going to chicken out first? Who's going to who's going to um, who's going to dodge the issue uh, before the other guy does? And it's going on all day long. You know, I, I do think many of the candidates who've won in this current election are non-politicians who this is the very first time they've run. So many of the Trump-endorsed candidates are first-timers, just like Mr. Trump was. And you saw what we got from him? Well, that's what we're looking for for these never-before politicians 
who are going there because they don't seem to want to be politicians. They just seem to want to do the right thing, and they can't stand watching things get screwed up when it's really not that hard. So, again, I'm I'm going to take a little bit of comfort in the fact that the Republicans now control and will control the House of Representatives. We will find out in the coming days and weeks with the runoff over in Georgia and the results of the elections out west when whenever they get known. We'll know if we, if the Republicans have the Senate. The question is, what will they do with those majorities in either of those two bodies? Will they aggressively pursue an America first platform? Will they look to hold these bastards accountable for the things they've done these last couple of years and even before. But just look at the last two years. It's hard to even think about the past before the last two years because so much has happened that we can't even get our minds around. How can we possibly go back much further than two years? But there's got to be accountability. There's got to be a spotlight shown. And these people who are going to Washington have to make a difference, have to use the power that they have. Uh, they have more power than they know, and if they would use it, they could make a big difference. So we'll go to the break, come back for one more segment to wrap it up for the day, and coming to you again from Mack Hike, 103.9 FM. Kim Wade Show, Alan Ramsey sitting in. Folks, we've had some great callers through the hour. Uh, I can hear the frustration in everyone's voice, the frustration in what's going on, the frustration with the results of the election of uh, these last few days, just the general, what are we going to do about it? Well, people, get up out of your recliners, out of your lounge chairs, out from behind your TV screens, engrossed in whatever ball games you're watching, whatever sport you're involved in, and do something. That, that their, their end is the key to this. The people who call into this show and many, many others who listen to this show would take it from bitching about it to doing something. Go join the precinct uh, program and become a, a precinct person in, in your area. Become a poll watcher. Uh, you know, Take any number of positions within the system to help if, if, if the election and the way it's run is what you're most frustrated about, then do something about it. Become part of that system and make it work better. Influence other people. You know, I love to talk to people and hear their 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 ideas and their thoughts, but it's all too often about what they think other people should be doing. You know, and I when I was doing my show here on the air, that my opening line was, you know, if you're calling to whine, moan, pontificate, or otherwise tell me and my listeners what someone else ought to be doing, well, don't listen. Don't don't go mow your grass. Go do something else. We need people who are doers, in addition to people who are talkers. And it starts with talking. It starts with believing. And if you believe, and you stay the course of your belief. You can change that, as Steve Bannon would say. That's your agency. Go put it into action. Make a difference. Influence those around you. So stay with us. We'll be back in about six or seven minutes for another hour of a great talk here at WYAB 103.9 FM. And we're back. 
to the second hour of the Kim Wade Show. This is Alan Ramsey sitting in for Kim today. He had a few things uh, he needed to take care of on this gorgeous Mississippi Friday. And uh, Kim, if you're listening out there, it's always a pleasure to sit in for you, my friend. You've got great callers. Good, They've got good observations, good questions. And between you and I, maybe we'll turn some of them into the action-oriented people that are so needed to win this battle that we're always fighting and always will. I mean, you know, the price of freedom is constant vigilance. It's not like this is a battle that you win and then you go away and it stays won. You know, it's a daily fight to stay free, just like it's a daily fight to stay alive. You've got to keep working. You've got to keep growing crops, making things, doing things. You can't just sit and expect things to get done by themselves somehow. Well, the same's true in in all endeavors, and politics uh, is no different. If you want change, you, not someone else, needs to be the agent of that change. You need to get out and inspire others around you. Maybe you can't be a candidate. Maybe you don't have certain uh, characteristics that would allow you to be, or resources, or whatever. But you can influence people. You can participate on an active level. You can do things as simple as pick up the phone and call the switchboard in Congress every day and call each and every one of your legislators every day and say, this is Alan Ramsey. I told you yesterday this is how I want you to vote on this issue, and I'm telling you again today how I want you to vote on the issue, in case you didn't hear me yesterday. And by the way, I'm going to be calling you again tomorrow to tell you how I want you to vote on the issue. Be mad. Get pissed off. You know, I was. I remember a caller months ago when I was doing one of the shows and I was particularly wound up that day asking me, Mr. Ramsey, what are you so angry about? I mean, what kind of a, that's almost a silly question. What am I angry about? I'm angry about all of these things that are going on. Our border, our foreign policy, our economy, our elections, just uh, uh, so many things that are wrong and, um, you know, our country going to hell in a handbasket right now, folks, and rapidly. You know, in November 2020, the Chinese Communist Party took over our country. Their 30 or 40 years worth of diligent work infiltrating our educational institutions, our industry, our technology, our military, our politics— they 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 wheedled themselves into to the very fabric of our society, and then working with a with players willing and unwitting some some witting some unwitting you know of all sorts whether it's the George Soroses and the Gates or the globalists at Davos or or whoever you know they've pulled this thing off, and the censorship that we've seen in these last. 22 months. I mean, this is reminiscent of living in Beijing. Uh, the cancel culture, the social credit points. Uh, we've got the DOJ Garland calling parents domestic terrorists because they dare to stand up at a school board meeting and object to something that they think is inappropriate for their children, and which is inappropriate for their children and all children. But, uh, I mean, look at what's going on. Add it up. You tell me what conclusion you come to. Is this just happenstance? This is all organic and this is just the way of the future? No, it's premeditated. It was predictable. 
Matter of fact, it's been talked about for years. And who is the number one threat in the world? Go to the FBI's website. They will say China is our number one threat. Listen to the news. Even the even the liberal pundits have to acknowledge from time to time China is a threat. It is the number one threat. These are people who are bound and determined to overtake us, dominate us, and be the number one superpower in the world. This is their stated ambition. If you don't believe me, go read it in their own words. You don't even have to read Mandarin Chinese to do it. There are plenty of English translations, and they'll spell out to you clearly what they're doing. You know, they have surrounded us over these decades by by insinuating themselves into everything. And all they did in, in November 2020, facing the threat from Trump that was very apparent because he had already began to put them in a whole different place, they had to beat President Trump, and they did what they needed to do. And all of their bets and all of their the money they've put into it and all the planning is paying off in a big way. Do not think we are not at war with China. Just because we're not shooting bullets and slinging bombs doesn't make this thing any less of a conflict. I mean, the Chinese are killing 100,000 of our people every year with the fentanyl that they send to Mexico knowingly. And don't let anybody tell you this is some undercover drug smugglers in China who are doing this without the government's knowledge. Hell no, it's not. Any, anybody with a brain can figure this out. The, with the with the assistance even of the Chinese Communist Party, they're funneling all just enough fentanyl into this country to kill every American, and it's obvious. And what's being done about it? Absolutely nothing, zero, zip. The Biden administration doesn't even acknowledge that it is a problem. They don't acknowledge, They say the border is doing just fine, that the border is safe and secure, and. You And the news media pushes that narrative to the point that uninformed people who have no other source of information can be made to believe it. But all you got to do is pour some water over your head, wake up, slap yourself, and say, you know, I know better. So, hey, uh, looks like we got Carl on the line. Carl, this you're on the Kim Wade Show. What's on your mind today? Well, how about that election we just had? Well, uh, I've talked about it. Some of our uh, call-ins have talked about it. Uh, give me your take, uh, not just on the election that we just had, but uh, the elections yet to come. Well, I think the trouble we have is that, you know, again, uh, I believe it's the turnout of the conservatives and the Republicans getting out to vote. I think uh, we have so much apathy in voting that uh, – you know, we need to get more people involved. We need to get more conservatives and more young people. I think that's where we lose out is the fact that we're not actually recruiting more people into the party. That's right. But we're and we need to go after the other people. And I don't even want to call them right. the minorities, but I want to say the blacks, the Hispanics. They're conservatives in the the black blacks and Hispanics are overall very conservative people. They're right. very, they're overall very Christian, very church attending, very down to earth, uh, you know, uh, blue collar people with all the same values that you and I have. But when it comes down to politics, there's this 
disconnect, and that's what's that's what we've got to get beyond. We've got to give these people a way to get what they want and what we want without us competing for it with each other. You know, neither one right, of us owns the, conservatism. And I think the problem is too is the communication. I mean, the uh, I don't think we're actually communicating to young people and minorities as well as we should be. I mean, you know. Uh, you can go around the state of Mississippi and talk to young people, minorities, and, you know, if we actually explained what conservatism is and, you know, where we stand out over Democrats. And I can't say all Republicans lately because we have a lot of rhino Republicans, but, you know, we should be pushing the the conservative agenda and explaining to people why it is better and why capitalism is better than socialism. And, and Carl, the conservative agenda is just a common sense uh, yep. agenda. It's not uh, using the word conservative sometimes will scare people off. Let's just right. talk about a common sense agenda. We know what capitalism does. We know how it works, that free enterprise, when you unleash it, it can do almost anything. We know what freedom is. We know what our rights are supposed to be. You know, you don't have to be, quote, conservative to understand these things. And we, we use these labels and we drive ourselves apart with these labels that we put on ourselves. Uh, you know, you know, I'm in- I agree with you. I mean, I, I, I think, you know, again, I think with the education system we have right now where they're not explaining the differences or you know, giving people both sides of an issue or the difference between capitalism and socialism. I just don't think it's being taught in the schools the way it was before. Oh, because you know, because they, that, they've know, taken over our schools. That oh, yeah. school of thought has literally, you know, I was, you know, people out there may think I've got a tinfoil hat on when I keep reverting back to the Chinese. But the Chinese Communist Party is the number one influencer in the world by a factor of 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 a hundred or a thousand. Yep. Nobody wields the influence they do, and they have yep. been slowly but surely undermining our institutions for decades, and it's paying off for them. You know, President right. Trump used to talk about his respect for President Z and what a smart guy he is because yep. he is a smart guy. Yep, and while sure. while his ideology may be 180 degree different than mine and yours, he's a smart guy who's getting it done his way. Okay, right. And, and he has the the China first policy, which you know people want to say America first. You know it's racist. It's uh, uh, you know capitalism and stuff. But you know again, bullshit. we don't really complain about China wanting to take care of themselves, but yet America First is a bad name, even though the fact is is that we should be pushing America First. We should be bringing our jobs back from China. You know, we destroyed, you know, St. Louis. We destroyed Detroit with horrible trade agreements like NAFTA. We've decimated cities like those where now instead of spending these trillions of dollars in giveaways and stuff, we should be doing an incubator and attracting entrepreneurs to start building our business structure back in the United States, back in Detroit, back in St. Louis. You know, it's not like what used to be where China was able to build everything cheaper because they had the manpower and they did it by hand. They're doing all that stuff by machinery now. It's the same stuff we could do back here at home. 
and we go out of our way to buy American in everything we do. And, you and know, we, we built a lot of those machines for them, and they stole a yep. lot of the technology that we didn't give to them. So, That's right, yep. You know, and now they're now they're killing us with our own technology and our own system. They, they, I mean, this is... And our politicians have to be smart enough and uh, understand that, you know, we need to fight back against that. And instead of just printing dollars to give away to other countries or print dollars, you know, to uh, uh, finance the Green New Deal, we should be doing this to incentivize our own people to bring businesses back here. Ninety-something yeah. percent of our pharmaceuticals are made in China. I know. You know, you know again, hey, even think about your eyeglasses, Carl. I've got on a pair of readers here. And I'm sure they were made in China because I can't find any that aren't made in China these days. You <laughs> yeah. know, so if China cuts off the supply of eyeglasses, I won't even be able to read the commercials here at WYAB. So uh, I know it's and listen. yet we can make them here probably almost for the exact same price, Absol- and I'd pay more for made in America than I would a made and, in China and, and anyway. Our, and our quality and our customer service are the yes. are second to none. Well, look, thanks yes, for calling sir. in. We're going to go to a break. If you want to hang on. I'll be around, and uh, if not, uh, hopefully you will spur another caller to call in, okay? Have a great weekend. Take care, Carl. All right. All right, and we are back here in the Mack Hike uh, Studios at 103.9 FM in Flora, Mississippi. Uh, This is the Kim Wade Show with Alan Ramsey sitting in. And a good caller a minute ago, Carl, he was talking about... uh, you know, uh, people need to get involved. They need to get out and vote. Uh, you know, he was wanting to use the word conservatives. I, I want to use the word people who share our values because conservative is an off-putting word sometimes. People, uh, you know, uh, on both sides, we have words that uh, you use to characterize your opponent, and when you do, it divides us even further. You know, Carl... I believe firmly that the majority of people in the state of Mississippi and the majority of people in this country have conservative values, that they more or less believe in the same things. It's not until we get into the world of politics that all this divisiveness and corruption and each side wanting to win and wanting to uh, make their point above the other guys and wanting to demonize the other people for their thinking, particularly lately. You know, the censorship and the cancel culture is just run amok, and we've got to stop this. We've got to come together. All I mean, we have so many groups in the Missis- in Mississippi right now, so many organizations who have been created over the last 10 years and less to take on one issue or the other. And what I'm finding is it all seems to be the same group of people just running from this meeting over to that meeting. You see all the same faces. You don't see enough new faces. You you talk to people every day who want to see things change. You invite them to an event. You invite them to get involved in an activity. And there's a reason why they can't come, almost reflexively. You know, if they tell you, well, I'm going to try to get there, forget it. That means, no, something's going to come up. I don't know what, but I'm going to look for it, and I'll let you know so I'll have a good excuse. I mean, it's this is, this is uh, it's like a disease, people's unwillingness to get involved for 
every reason that you can think of. Well, folks, I don't know how much longer you're going to be able to remain uninvolved because it keeps coming to your doorstep, whether it's the doorstep at your school and your child's education, whether it's that doorstep of your paycheck, and when you look at what you're making and you go to the grocery store and you compare that to the price of groceries, when you look at your tax bills, when you look at the regulations that you've got to adhere to to get some of the simplest things done in life these days, you know, these things are coming to right home to roost. And at some point, they're going to be unbearable to you. And finally, when you reach that, I can't put up with it any longer point, hopefully that will uh, break the, the, the dam of your resistance and cause you to be act, to become active in fighting for what you will have already lost. You won't be fighting to keep something. You'll be fighting to get something back. I want us to fight to keep something. I want us to quit having to fight to get everything back. It's a heck of a lot easier to hold on to something that you haven't lost than to get back something you have. You know, I know Mr. Reagan had part of his quote. You know, once you lose freedom, you probably won't get it back, not in your lifetime. And if we look at history and let history be our teacher uh, around the, the world, you know, countries that were at one point free at different degrees, as they began becoming less free, they don't all of a sudden cycle back to being freer. Typically, it takes a lot of bloodshed and total upheaval and, you know, the the various revolutions, whether it's the American Revolution, the French Revolution, uh, you know, the, the rev- re- revolutions that have gone on uh, since the beginning of man around the world and attempts people to throw off uh, oppression, to throw off wrong, to, to try to right the scales. Doesn't come easy. So, you know, we have lost a lot of our freedoms. You know, we have lost our sense of security, our comfort at being Americans and what that means. What does it mean anymore? What does being an American mean to you? Does it mean uh, you've got a U.S. passport and you travel for business? And while it's not a perfect world out there, hopefully the U.S. will help you out more than anyone else if you get in trouble. Is that what being an American means to you? Other than that, you're just a citizen of the world and you don't care uh, uh, which side's winning. You'll go get on that one as long as you can keep an American passport. You know, people, we've got to we've got to look at what our principles and our values are. You know, we talk about China. We, uh, we talk about the threat that they pose, what they're doing to us. And you talk about it as you're picking up Chinese products off the shelf and not even looking to see that they came from China. Maybe in your mind you're hoping they didn't and that by looking you would then know that you were feeding your enemy. Why do we do this? You just, you, I can't tell you how I scrutinize labels anymore. And unless I am in just such an absolute bind and there is no place else to go, nothing that will fit the bill, no matter what the price, and I have to buy Chinese, only then will I do it. And I will do it groaning and moaning all the way. I will tell the management, hey, man, can't you get something in here that's made in China? A shovel, a rake, a telephone, uh, a shirt, uh, you know, something that's not made in China that I can buy? Oh, well, it's made in um, Vietnam. Oh, well, now let's see. 
who funded the North Vietnamese and the war against the Americans back during the Vietnam War? The Chinese. And I think the Chinese still have a little bit of say-so. So, oh, yeah, you can move a country away. You can say, oh, well, this wasn't China. This was uh, Vietnam or Cambodia or, or some other China-centric country. But come on, people, open your eyes. Think about it. Understand what you're doing. Vote with your dollars. Go out there. Get online. They're Made in USA sites that are growing every day that show you a long list of products. And many of the USA people will t- made in USA will even say, "We're sorry, we have to, we're using some components from China or from other places of the world, but we have to, because the manufacturing in the United States has been decimated, and we no longer make things anymore. You know, we no longer make little things or the big things. Sometimes, uh, if the Chinese ever decide to stop doing business." with the United States, we will be shut down. You would be shocked at what would no longer function. Uh, you know, the whole economy would go to hell overnight. The good news is, so would the Chinese economy. So, uh, you know, that's why the enemies do business with each other, each one thinking they're they're uh, smarter than the other guy. But, Oh, well. Hey, Cliff, I see we got a caller, somebody else who's got a little something on their mind. So uh, was that Clark? I saw? Steve, Steve, yes, you're yes, on the sir. air on the Kim Wade show. What's what's bugging you yes, today, my friend? Yes, sir. I'm just passing through Jackson and I'm listening to your uh, your station. Okay. And I'm from Louisiana. Very good. And Glad to have you sir. passing through. Spend a little money on your yes, way through. Yes, sir. I, I will try to do that. And... Uh, <laughs> I was just thinking this morning, you know, when I woke up, I see a lot of people upset, all on social media, you know, even my team at work. But the last time I recall that we had a sustained economic development, a balanced budget, and an extreme economic growth was uh, when we had a Republican Congress and a Democratic president. I'm trying to figure out while everybody's upset, there was compromise, there was agreement, and we flourished in the 90s. But, you know, a lot of that compromise that you're talking about is what brought us to where we are. There were little really? incremental things that we gave up in the spirit of compromise, and then all of a sudden we look back and we gave up the whole damn thing a little bit at a time, and now... We're not going to be able to compromise our way back to where we were. We're going to have really, to we just take back the way, way we were. Back. Yeah, we got to fight. Gonna fight. We're going to fight our way back, right? I, Amongst and, each other. Well, that's true, yeah. and uh, and that's what it takes. If we have to fight amongst each really? other, really, you sound like the Chinese Communist Party more than anybody else. Well, how do you figure that? I mean, you know, I'm not suggesting that. Because you, I- want us to, you want Americans to fight each other for a better life. No, no, no. I'm not suggesting we pull out our guns. I'm suggesting that we that we debate each other, that we let the best ideas win, but that we don't that we don't listening. cancel each other every every we're, time someone not, wants to disagree. We're not listening, and we're not willing to compromise, so nothing can take place. Well, you know. We, Your way ain't right. My way ain't completely right. So Nobody's way so, is completely right. So tell me, Steve, what's the solution then? 
The solution is that we get the best minds together and come up out of solve solutions. And, and, and Steve, what all this crazy fighting? What positive action are you taking on a daily basis to make that happen? Are you soliciting talking, the best minds, or do you have two people talking. who you've put together who've got? great minds who can help. I mean, what are you doing besides bitching about it? Trying to convince people like you what the real facts are and the real solutions. What That's are the, what I do. Oh, ho, ho. Now you're, you're saying I don't know the facts and that you've got the real facts? Well, you're telling me. I just heard you say that the Chinese party has infiltrated the United States. Oh, no, there's, that's without question. The FBI, go on their what? website, read their articles. They, then why are if that's the case they're taking control of our country? They are. They're taking then total why, control of our country. Then why don't they just march it to Taiwan? It's obvious they want it. Why don't they just take it? Hey, they may very well. Uh, 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 uh. Okay. Hey, you know, but we shouldn't wait for that. That's not what you wait for. And if you really? don't, and if you don't believe, if you don't believe that the Chinese Communist Party is the number one influencer in the world right now in terms of what's going oh, on I, in our oh, country. I believe we, we are in competition with them. Oh, no, 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 no. Look, Joe Biden said the Chinese aren't, the Chinese are no competition. Didn't you hear Uncle Joe? He assured you that they weren't competition, man. So, hey, look, we're gonna, we're gonna, we got to let our advertisers get a word in. Their, their poverty hey. rate from 80% in the 80s. Hey. They're almost hey, zero hey, right hey, now. Hey, you yeah. know, Steve, you almost had me there, brother, but I'm going to let the advertisers have it for a while now. All right, we're back to the Kim Wade Show here at Mack Hike uh, Studios, 103.9 FM in Flora, Mississippi. So, uh, Sean, you're on the air. What's on your mind today, my friend? Sean, you still with us? Hey. Hey, buddy. Uh, where's Kim at? Kim is uh, off on a personal mission today, so... Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I love I to sit in for him because I love to talk to you guys. Week. Yeah, uh, I can tell him his solution is going to be bloodshed. Well, you know... Ever since the beginning of time, it's been a war uh, with God and the devil, and it's soon to come. If, if two people can't agree... And they can't compromise. Well, then what happens? There's a fight, and you know that's what's happened. It's going to be bloodshed. History has done that many times. Although there have been other times in history when people managed to work out their differences to the point where they could live together. So it's not a foregone conclusion, but it's always a possibility. And well, if, if there's a system in the possibility, I think it's inevitable at this point. Well, you know, uh, I can't call you wrong. Uh, but I can't. I won't tell you you're right. Uh, I know that uh, I'm gonna. Hey, I for yeah. one, and I will use this word. You know, this last caller, Steve, was trying to uh, get me one of those gotcha moments. Take a word I said and take it out of context, or say I wanted bloodshed and revolution because I used the word fight. But look, we've got to fight for what we have, and we've right. got a system that Literally. allows us to. But Steve, see, when do, how he doesn't have a solution, he's going to yeah. be one of the eighty percent guys that. That, uh, sit back and watch or that, flee. That's right. That's so, right. But um, you know, passing through Mississippi is great. But hey, man. listen, uh, but I'm gonna. Cha- I'll challenge you, like I challenge Steve and others. Okay, you're here telling me about this. 
what are you doing every day in your life to try to exactly. turn His the tide? The answer was to find intelligent people to come up with a solution. Okay. Well, there's no intelligent people. Look at our president. Okay. So if you're intelligent and you have what you think is a solution, get out there and talk to people about it. Take a position. Become an right. influencer and, and see if you can change the course of what you think is an inevitable bloody revolution because i think we can at least we can forestall it for longer yet um i don't want it to come to that you don't want it to come to that but if you're convinced if you're uh, convinced also i think uh 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 there there's nothing else left you know to be said about i think it's going to happen and it will happen well then people need to if I think people need to prepare themselves more than anything. I, listen, if you're not preparing yourself, you definitely won't. Be I, ready listen now, I agree. I, you know, I'm been, I'm not know. a prepper, but I'm a survivalist. I have done things that I think will help ensure my longevity. So um, you know, over over others, and a lot of those are simple things that I do every day. Whether it's uh, you know my food supply or my water supply or just my basic. Things that I know I'd need because listen, right. a hurricane. I just wanted to comment on the last caller. Thank you. Hey, you got it, my friend. So, uh, folks, you know, Sean's uh, come to the conclusion that there is no way to avoid a violent revolution. You know, it's hard to call Sean wrong, but I'm not going to uh, agree with him that it has to happen now. Uh, it will happen eventually. History seems to be pretty definite about that. Even the Roman Empire, which lasted for a thousand years through some pretty significant ups and downs, ultimately came to an end. And it came to an end with a lot of bloodshed and a lot of uh, a lot of uh, bad things going down. And we see it all over the world every day. And to believe that it cannot happen in the United States of America is a fool's belief. And the only way we can keep it from happening is to go back at them with the tools that we have that uh, are in our Constitution and are, in, are enshrined in our laws. All right, Sam, I see you're holding. What's on your mind today? Hey, Sam. Yeah, yeah. I just want to comment on uh, Steve. Yeah. I want to say Steve is absolutely 100% correct. And you ask Steve, what is he doing? He's doing exactly what you're doing, but he's doing the opposite. He said we can compromise, and you said we can't compromise. And your last caller, he's ready to go to a bloody war. <laughs> so if, if, if I had lots to cast, it would be with Steve, because Steve believes that there is room for compromise. Well, you don't believe there's room for compromise, and and the last caller, he's the same way. Unless people compromise, and 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 Steve is doing all he can do. He's doing Nuka. what he should do. Well, I don't know that Steve is doing all he can do. He's certainly talking about the topic, but you know, compromise. Is it is in general a good thing, and it's how we all get along in the world. But you can compromise away your principles, okay? If you believe in God and you believe in certain tenets that are taught to you as a Christian, 
Are you willing to compromise those to get along with your neighbor? Are you willing to compromise your principle, Sam? If you believe in freedom and liberty, are you willing to say, well, here, I'll give you some of my freedom and liberty just so that we can compromise and get along? Hey, Sam, I'm not, okay? To me, compromise wasn't, but it has become a dirty word. We've compromised ourselves to where we're... Can I respond to that? Go ahead. Yes. Uh, I'm an American. I'm a retired from the Marine Corps. Good man. Thank you for your service. I'm a patriot. Good. All right. So don't I don't need anyone to tell me what American is. I don't need anyone to tell me what a Christian does. Because uh, it's three hundred over three hundred million people in America. And we are not all Christians. Hey, but we are moral. Yes. We are patriots. We love America. And your way is not the way. My way is not the way. And since you don't respect compromise, you are the problem. No, because that, that other 150 million Americans, we respect and believe there ah. can be a compromise. Okay. So well, you saying that it can't. Okay. And, and the other man saying, oh, it's going to be a bloody war. Okay. We don't agree with hey, that. You know, maybe we can compromise down to only a million illegal immigrants every year. Maybe we can compromise down to only 10,000 fentanyl deaths every year. Maybe we can compromise on these other things. Well, no, Sam, you're right. If that's your definition of compromise. Did I say that, anything about yeah. illegal aliens? Hey, or, I'm just, or, hey, or, but, or, hey or, all of these are issues on which you're encouraging me to compromise on. I ain't said nothing about hey, you compromising no. on those issues. Oh, oh, oh which is, hey, which issues you want me to compromise on, Sam? You're putting words on my mouth. Hey. I said compromise. You no, mean you could compromise on Kool-Aid or Coca-Cola. Huh? It ain't got nothing to do with your political persuasion. I particularly don't have a problem with immigrants, but you have a problem with immigrants. So we should compromise on the problem you have with immigrants, because I don't have the problem. So I would have to compromise with you. Ah. I don't have a compromise with, with drugs, because people are addicted to drugs. That's their personal problem. But I can compromise with you. But I'm not the problem because you can't compromise. You're the problem because you can't compromise. Hey, hey, I tell you what, then. I am part of the problem. And uh, I am glad to be part of the problem because there's some things I won't compromise. I'll compromise. Hey, I'll compromise what time I meet you for lunch, okay? But I won't won't compromise on fundamental things. Things. I won't compromise on my Second Amendment right. I won't compromise on my First Amendment rights. Okay? You just compromise has become uh, a dirty word in a lot of ways. And it's unfortunate because I would love to be able to compromise. But I have principles. I'm going to stand with them. You stand with yours. We'll agree to disagree. Good thing in our country is we can do that. And, um, you know, I always love. talking with people like you because you know we've got to find our common ground sam because if we don't we're headed to what sean said and that's not where i want to go and i'm sure it's not where you want to go because as a veteran you know the realities of that one so sam thanks for the call we'll let the advertisers get a couple of words in All right, and we are back to uh, wrap up this second hour of the Kim Wade Show here. Uh, 
We've got about four or five minutes, and yeah, we've had some interesting discussions this second hour. Uh, you know, Sean and Sam and Steve, who was driving through Jackson, and I guess he must have stumbled up on the WYAB phone number on a billboard out there somewhere. He just driving through and listening in today. That was a happenstance. Now, Steve, uh, you know, took me a minute to catch on to the game, but I'm on to the game, so not a problem. And, you know, Sam, look, I wish I could compromise, but there's certain things you can't compromise. You can't compromise your principles, and that's just plain and simple. I'll compromise, uh, you know, where I meet you for dinner. I'll compromise, uh, you know, how big we can build that house in this area. I'll compromise on the speed limit on the highway. I'll compromise. There's certain things that we need to compromise on, but there are some things that you don't compromise on. You don't compromise on our freedom. Don't compromise on our liberty. Don't compromise on our laws. I have a problem with immigrants. I have a problem with illegal immigrants. Sam, I assure you, I know more foreigners than most people. I speak Spanish fluently. I have wonderful Hispanic friends. I spend lots of time in Mexico and South America over the year. I know these good people who are streaming across the border because of the deplorable conditions in their country, but they're doing it illegally, and they're doing it illegally with the encouragement of this administration. And I will not compromise and say, well, that's okay. Immigrants are good people. Yes, lots of immigrants are good people, but lots of immigrants aren't. And if they're here illegally, that's not good. That doesn't maintain the rule of law. That doesn't maintain order. It mounts to chaos. They come in here, and my tax dollars, your tax dollars, are paying for them to be here. That fentanyl I talked about coming across the border is killing people. Just as surely as bullets killed the the Marines who served around you in whatever part of the world you may have served in, you know, we have an enemy who is attacking us daily. And until people realize that and take appropriate action, and maybe we can compromise some of those actions, uh, you know, uh, but we need to compromise them in such a way that they give the desired effect. We can't compromise that they're coming and that we need to fight back. That's a given. I will not compromise. And there's several other things that you don't compromise your principle. I'm not going to compromise this country away. And, I, and I'm going to try hard not to allow others to do so. So I'm going to be out there. I'm going to be out there every day talking to people, trying to influence them, bringing them together in working groups, getting them to get on board with each other, um, to evolve the synergies that are there when you begin working with others to accomplish something. You know, I, I come on the radio and talk for a little while, and then it's over, and I go back to doing things. You know, this radio, I love radio, and I love to talk to you and others uh, because I learn a lot. And I learn that I just can't get into some people's thinking and uh, how they come to con- to a conclusion uh, on something that I'm looking at sometimes at the same facts and coming to a different conclusion. So, Steve, Sam, we'll agree to disagree. You know, this is WYAB, and this is the place to come to talk about it. So Kim Wade will be looking for all of you on Monday, and uh, tell him what you think. Have a great weekend.